Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? <laughs> Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, Maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend. That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples, then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode. Hi, welcome to another simple step here on the Blended Family Coaching Show. When Kim and I first got together, I have to say that I was impressed with her co-parenting relationship. She and her former spouse communicated and cooperated well, and their daughter Annika was pretty well adjusted and somewhat carefree. But sadly, things didn't stay that way. In last week's episode, Kim shared about the confusion, pain, and regret she experienced when things took a negative turn in her co-parenting relationship. She really struggled for several years, but you know what? I struggled too. I wasn't always sure how to best support her. When things got tense between Kim and her ex, my natural instinct was to defend her. And often my own negativity toward her ex just added fuel to her fire of resentment and anger. Commiserating with her felt loving and protective, but did it help Kim and our family to move forward? Often in the midst of our unified gripe sessions about her ex, I would also go into fix-it mode. <laughs> I prize myself of being a great fixer, but as many spouses know, fix-it mode usually backfires. Not only did that trigger tension between Kim and me, but fixing all this was basically futile because there were no easy fixes. We didn't have control over her ex's attitudes and behaviors. Eventually, I realized that instead of jumping in to defend her or attempting to fix the problem, what Kim really needed was a solid, less biased sounding board. She needed me to be a loving and supportive coach. And what I mean by that is when Kim experienced difficult emotions like fear or guilt when faced with co-parenting decisions, what she really needed was someone to help her identify the emotions, affirm that painful experience, and then carefully consider the gravity of the situation. She needed someone to help her process through her emotions and think through decisions from a clear perspective. You know, many bio parents get stuck, even paralyzed when decisions need to be made in the midst of feelings like fear, guilt, or other difficult emotions. And when that happens, it can be helpful for them to consider and differentiate valid concerns from emotional reactions. So as an example, Kim's ex-spouse had been trying to kind of spin a story. He thought that their daughter Annika needed to live with him full time and only have limited time with us. And if Kim really loved Annika, she'd go along with his new plan. 
The story of his, it created a lot of confusing emotions during this three-year court battle that we had, and often it made it difficult for Kim to make sound decisions. There were valid issues that needed serious consideration, sometimes with the help of professional guidance. But there were other times when her emotions got the best of her, and when that happened, Kim was really unable to move forward in a healthy way. Eventually, I learned that I could support Kim by following four simple steps. First, I needed to control my own emotions and stay objective. That allowed me to help her identify the emotions she was experiencing. I challenged myself to stay curious and just listen. Next, I'd affirm the emotions that I heard her express. I'd say something like, I can see why this makes you feel defeated and hopeless. It's really a difficult situation. I was simply agreeing with how hard it must be to feel those emotions and to be put in the position that she was experiencing. Then, I'd ask questions to help Kim consider if she was facing a valid concern that needed to be addressed or if she was reacting to a difficult emotion, such as irrational fear, false guilt, or maybe what she really needed to do was just grieve the pain of the reality that she was facing. Even a simple question like, How do you think these emotions might be impacting the way you're reacting to your ex in this situation? And sometimes I'd follow that up with, if you could set your emotions aside for just a little while, what decision would you make that might be best for Annika? Finally, I did my best to help Kim stay rooted in the truth of who she was as a person and as a parent so she didn't get hung up on false beliefs or lies. I'd say something like, you know, You and Annika have a close bond and that isn't easily broken. She needs consistent time with you and with our family. She loves you and you're a positive influence in her life. She needs your support, love, and guidance. Those things were all true. Now, when I showed up in this way, rather than throwing fuel on the fire through my own reactive tendency to defend Kim or to fix things for her, I was supporting her in a productive way that set the stage for her to move forward with wise decisions that needed to be made. And finally, we were able to do this as a unified team. You know, you can learn to show up in this same way. You can support your spouse and help them move forward productively, even under challenging circumstances. So this week, when you see that your spouse is struggling with a negotiation, a decision, or a boundary issue with their ex, first, Resist the urge to go into fix-it or defense mode and hold back on sharing your own negative opinion about their ex. Instead, ask what emotions they're experiencing and then just listen. Affirm how difficult it must be for them and then ask some questions that might help them get to an emotionally calm place and carefully discern if there are valid concerns that need to be addressed or not. And if you need some help learning to do all this in an effective way, go ahead and schedule a free coaching call with us. Just follow the link in the show notes and we'll look forward to connecting with you soon. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here in two weeks for another Simple Step. 